0: You're listening to Market Scale Sports and Entertainment. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Malcolm Lemons. Malcolm is, of course, the CEO and founder of Players Point Agency. Malcolm, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Appreciate you having me on. Hey, my pleasure. I want to, uh, man, I'm so excited about this because you work at a point in someone's life, in an individual's life. Where even a professional athlete, for example, someone who's 25 years old and has more money than they ever will need, they're still trying to figure out what they want to do when they grow up. And you have the ability to bring in that maturity and say, okay, here's the plan. Tell me a little bit about your journey um, in transitioning from being an athlete playing the game to an athlete helping other athletes realize what they want to do.
1: Right. So, I mean, I played professional basketball for a couple of years overseas, and I prior to that, I never thought about what I wanted to do besides be an athlete. That was my goal my entire life. So it really wasn't any alternative or any thought to as what another career path might be for me. So, um, you know, during my second year of playing overseas, I started to really think about what it, what obstacles that I went through to get to that point in my life to actually become a professional athlete. And then I also started to think about, you know, well, what if basketball was over for me tomorrow? You know, what would I be doing? Where do I see myself? And that's really where I started to think about life after sports and just having that time to kind of, um, you know, see myself as something besides being an athlete. And it really just led to me starting starting to write about my experiences, um, you know, and some of the failures that I went through throughout my life to reach that point. And. I saw how a lot of my writing and my content was resonating with other athletes, uh, other people who struggle with this transition period. And I saw it being a big problem, a big issue in the athletic community and something that I felt passionate about. And, and I really just wanted to help other athletes. So that's really where it all started for me. And, and I understand that a lot of athletes struggle with this transition period. But the biggest thing that I try to tell a lot of guys is that you have those those intangibles and those traits. You just got to find them. You just got to know how to leverage those those traits to to do other things in life. But you're you're more prepared for that transition than you see.
0: You know, it's like when you're when you're playing middle school basketball and you realize that your left hand is starting to come along. You're like, all right, I got the dribble on the left hand. I, I couldn't right. do that last <laughs> week, but I can do it now. Right. And yeah. so that point of I'm not going to do this thing anymore that i've done for the past 18 years of my life every day that's got to be absolutely terrifying for some guys and women
1: terrifying yeah absolutely i mean something that you've put so much effort and time into your your entire life that's what you know um and it was it was for me it was the same thing you know i all i had known was basketball so when i thought about doing anything else that's scary you know you don't know how it's going to turn out you know you've You've become an, a so-called expert in that particular sport, and because you've been doing it so long, so it's like having to start from ground zero again. But now you're an adult, um, where a lot of your peers or people you may have gone to school with, they've already started their careers. They're already, you know, off and running, and they have that experience. So it's it's, it's very daunting, and I, it's a main reason why a lot of athletes struggle.
0: You know, one thing and one approach that you take that I really I really admire is looking at an athlete as an entrepreneur and they're embarking on the next step of this great brand that they're trying to build this great thing that they're trying to develop tell me a little bit about how you sort of guide them from i'm a pro athlete oh oh i'm more than that okay tell me a little bit about some of those steps
1: so i think the first thing is recognizing that you are more than just an athlete so i, I really try to get athletes to understand them themselves holistically and to see that they, you know, they have other interests and they have other passions and they have other things that they want to do outside. It's just how can they go about acting on those other things while they're still playing their sport? And that's really the most, the most, the, the best time to do those things because you have that relevance, because people know your name, because you can actually, you know, what I'm saying branch out to other opportunities and people will help you because you're an athlete. So it starts by really, um, identifying and, and, pinpointing what those passions are and figuring out how we can act on those those things to maximize your opportunities and to start preparing uh, for life after sports and start to build your brand things of that nature but i i, I start by getting those athletes to understand you know what they what they like and um, you know the other things that they want to do besides just being an athlete
0: you know it's almost like their sports life interrupted their their normal Growth and journey into the thing that they wanted to do. It's almost like it was an interruption. And oh, Mm -hmm. I remember I used to love to paint or I used to love to act or I really liked, you know, accounting.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, when I I, I never saw myself to be an, an author or a writer because I was a basketball player first and foremost. But when I published my book, I looked back and I was like, wow, I mean, I used to write in high school, I used to write in college, you know, just for fun. And it was something that came naturally to me. It wasn't something that I was necessarily, you know, passionate about, but it was something that I was talented at. It was a skill that I had that I didn't recognize I had until I was done playing or about to be done playing.
0: Tell me about that moment when you're sitting with a client, and that light bulb goes off, and they remember the thing that they used to love to do. It's almost like it's almost like therapy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like that aha moment. Like, wow, you know, I I, I am not just an athlete. You know, I have something else to bring to the table and no one can put me in this box and just see me as one thing. And that's so important, you know, just mentally to recognize that you're uh, an individual that has a multitude of talents and abilities outside of using your physical, um, you know, traits or abilities to, uh, you know, have as a career or to do. You know, you have other things that you can act on and And potentially uh, monetize, you know, that's the biggest thing, you know, we try to get athletes to, uh, you know, help them monetize their brand and help those those other passions come to light so they can, you know, maximize whatever that may be.
0: You know, let's talk about some fairly well-known athletes and their transitions. I just kind of I want to bounce some of these off you and, and just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. So let's go back in time a little bit. Bill Bradley, NBA star, and he decides. I'm done playing basketball, politics.
1: Mm -hmm. So Bill Bradley was a little before my time, but, um, you know, with with the little that I do know about him, I mean, he was just a well-versed guy, you know, getting into politics. I I think he actually ran for president, uh, at one point in time. So, I mean, that's just to go from, you know, a hall of famer to a, a potential, you know, presidential candidate is just amazing within itself. So, uh, I, I, it just seemed like he recognized that he was more than an athlete early on, and he uh just took advantage of his platform and was able to have great success outside of basketball. And staying
0: in the NBA, Magic Johnson retires from basketball and decides, you know what? I think I'll just be a billionaire business mogul.
1: Right. I mean, it's just the what he's done with his company is just is phenomenal. Just uh, the amount of success, the amount of uh, you know, just. A- time and effort that he's put back into urban communities and uh, just the things that he's been able to do outside of basketball has just been incredible. And he's just a testament to, you know, an athlete being not only a great athlete, but a, a phenomenal entrepreneur as well.
0: And, you know, I found it quite appropriate that one of the first big businesses that he stepped into was owning movie theaters because he came from Showtime. I mean, come on, that's that's pretty smart right there. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. So let's talk about let's talk about a more recent player. Let's talk about um, the story that came out in the next day, uh, the past day or so about Peyton Manning and how if he wanted to announce he could earn. I think the number I saw was ten million dollars a year.
1: Wow. I, I I wasn't even aware of that, but <laughs> I mean, Peyton, Matt, Peyton Manning has, you know, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's broken numerous records in the NFL. He had a phenomenal career. So his transition to life after sports seems to be, you know, fairly effective. You know, he's he's he has a lot of endorsements, sponsorships and things of that nature where he's you know, he's he's sitting pretty right now. He's looking pretty good and, <laughs> and he, he'll have a ton of more options going down the line.
0: Now, as someone who sees athletes at in both sides of their career path i want i want to examine kind of the way Peyton approached that he It's almost like he is a character, but ultimately, I think the way that he appears is probably his true self. I don't think he's a cartoon or a caricature in, you know, in his uh, nationwide ads or in his uh, you know food ads, the sponsorship deals that he does. That seems like that's actually him.
1: Yeah, I think and I think that's a very important uh thing to consider when you when an athlete is is planning to partner or merge with a brand or a company. You know, it has to be Uh, a genuine connection there and the values of the brand have to align with the values of the athlete. So I think uh, with Peyton, you know, he's being his, his authentic self. And that resonates with, uh, you know, you know, State Farm's message or, or, I mean, nationwide uh, their, their message and and what they preach and their slogan. Uh, So yeah, I definitely think Peyton's just, that's his personality. That's the type of guy he is on and off the playing field.
0: So let's talk about, when is the right time to start? When would you say is the absolute latest day in your career that you should start thinking about your brand and what you want to do when you're not playing anymore?
1: So I I personally think that it should start the day any athlete starts playing sports, um, honestly, because there comes a day where that, it, it, your the ball is gonna stop bouncing you're not going to be able to, to run and jump and do all these things forever so you have to think about uh your other passions or what what else you would want to do besides just being an athlete you know because it's 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 a definite time period uh you know and that career doesn't last forever so i think that every athlete the minute they start playing should also start thinking about you know well what else do i see myself as you know I'm not going to be an athlete forever and i have to take advantage of of this small window of time that I have.
0: You know, I would think that taking that approach would actually help an athlete enjoy their career a little more fully because they don't have to be afraid of, oh, someday this could all end. They don't have to operate under that with that anxiety all the time. They can think, OK, I'm going to do this till I don't do it. And then I'm going to do this next thing.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and I, I think I, I totally agree, but I think a lot of athletes have so much tunnel vision on their sport that they, people uh, in their corner, such as coaches or their parents or whoever else that might be around them, they're like, you got to put your 100% focus in this sport or you're not going to be successful. So I think there's a lot of noise in their ears or they're they're telling themselves, you know, if I don't, you know, focus on this sport 100%, then I'm not going to be the best um athlete that I can be, which, you know, is totally false. You can focus on other things outside of your sport and still perform to a very high level. Well, that's an interesting point.
0: Let's, let's go in that direction for a moment. Athletes looking for other opportunities. Tell me a little bit about sort of your approach to helping guide an athlete or just helping them get to where they think they might want to go with, with regard to outside opportunities.
1: So it, it all goes back to thinking about what those passions are um, and their interests outside of the sport. Then we're trying to figure out a strategic plan, whether it's, you know, well, are you interested in, in getting more speaking opportunities? Are you interested in partnering with a charity that may align with some of your beliefs and, and what you stand for? Are you interested in, um, you know, writing? You know, maybe we could get you on a certain publication or things of that nature. So we really start, the baseline of everything is trying to figure out Uh, what they like, what they're passionate about outside of their sport, Um, and then trying to curate a story around that and trying to, you know, get their message out there and and strategically align them to where they can be successful uh, during their careers and set them up for life after sports as well.
0: So what kind of approach or project do you have in mind without giving away any, you know, secret sauce, What type of project are you working on right now to sort of force a disruption in the industry or or the way that that athletes see themselves and their lives after sports?
1: Uh, Well, me personally, i really just uh, not a particular disruption, but really just trying to preach the message over and over to athletes. I think more and more athletes are starting to get it. Uh, They're starting to see their peers and older guys in the league really take advantage of their platforms, you know, invest in. Uh, different companies. And, you know, you got guys like LeBron who, you know, are are trying to get into production and the media side of things. You have guys like Steph Curry and Andre Iguodala who are investing in a bunch of tech companies being in, in the Silicon Valley area. So, um, you know, really getting into other ventures outside of basketball and it's becoming a growing trend with younger athletes. They're starting to see that they have this small window of opportunity And they're trying to build their brand. They're trying to maximize every opportunity that they have while they're still playing. And I think over the next couple of years, you know, the the talks about life after sports will become more relevant and more athletes will start to see themselves as being, um, you know, multidimensional and being interested in other things besides their sport.
0: Do you think hanging on longer in a career can be more harmful to you in the long term than just going ahead and hanging him up and getting in to your next stage?
1: Uh, No, I don't think it can be harmful. I think two prime examples would be Kobe Bryant and Vince Carter. Uh, You know, Vince is going on 40 years old and he's... Um, he's already started to think about his transition. I think he wants to get into broadcasting. He's he's uh, had internships with a couple of different companies, and he's already started to explore that side of of the business. And um, you know, it's something that he's interested in. And you see Kobe, who just won an Oscar, which is amazing. Uh, just to do as a as a as a you know an actor or an um an athlete is just an incredible feat that he's accomplished outside of you know. Uh, the championships that he's won and the things that he's done in basketball. But, you know, you see these guys and they've, um, you know, they waited till they were in their late 30s to retire, but they still um, are acting on those other interests and have been preparing for the life after sports.
0: I don't want to ask you to work for free, so feel free to not answer this question. Um, Let's say Derrick Rose. Do you think that perhaps in a situation like that, it might actually be better if he were to just go ahead and step away from the court?
1: So I I think it varies from athlete to athlete it's definitely situational um you know with that with someone like Derrick Rose I think it's a little more complicated because he's had uh you know he was at the top of his career he had won the MVP and it just came crashing down so fast and it just his his whole career just turned and it seemed like overnight and he had numerous injuries so I think with him it's more of a mental uh psychological aspect that he has to deal with um, but, you know, I, 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 I it's, it's hard to say cause, um, you know, it, it does vary from athlete to athlete and every athlete is different. Um, but with Derek Rose, it's a, it's a definitely a more complicated situation. So, um, you know, I, I would, I would have to say that he could, he could go either way, but, you know, it'd be difficult for him to, to step away. It'd be difficult for him to keep playing cause he know he's not at the pinnacle of his sport anymore. And and tough to step away because he he doesn't feel that he's done right right and so he's I, I, he's still fairly young he still could he could still play and he's not at the same he's not the same caliber player that he was but um you know he's capable of playing he's probably you know at best a role player now and that's a a transition and a and a you know something that he's gonna have to face for the rest of his career uh, which could be tough for anybody who you know was an MVP and now they're you know, what I'm saying getting getting bounced around, getting traded every season. So it's a, it's a tough period that he's dealing with right now. All right. So I'm going to take you from your
0: career back into sports for a minute for my final question. Game seven, NBA finals, you're starting. Which arena do you want to be in?
1: Uh, just because I think it's the greatest arena in the world, I'm going to have to say Madison Square Garden.
0: <laughs> that That's a good choice because just the bright lights, there's nothing better than
1: that, right? yeah absolutely you know those new new york fans are ruthless but i I like that i like that that grittiness and competitive spirit that they got so (laughs) are you playing as a nick or do you want to be a visitor in that building oh i want to be a visitor i want to be a visitor in that building definitely (laughs) that is a bold choice i like that my friend yeah i want i want to hear all the trash talk (laughs) you
0: know you've made it when spike lee's calling you out right exactly (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Today, I've had the pleasure of talking to Malcolm Lemons, the CEO and founder of Players Point Agency. Malcolm, thanks so much for taking the time today. I've really enjoyed this. Most definitely. Thank you. And I look forward to having a chance to talk to you down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.